0: Our panellist, Jessie Harmon, has been a Rotarian for 17 years and was District Governor in 2010-11. She has served as Rotary Coordinator and Project Lead for the Rotary Membership Plan. Jessie was a training leader and is presently the seminar trainer at Rotary's International Assembly. It's now my very great pleasure to introduce our panellist, past District Governor, Jessie Harmon. Over to you, Jessie.
1: Thanks, Caro. It's lovely to be with you and thank you for all the work that you're doing to strengthen Rotary in your district. Um, I'm, I'm really coming to you from a very soggy Victoria. We've had a lot of rain this weekend, although Ballarat itself, where I am, hasn't, hasn't been too, too hard hit, which is good. I'm very pleased to be with you today to really talk about Um, engaging modern volunteers and specifically, I guess, the changing landscape for volunteers. I thought I'd talk about three things, really. Uh, Firstly, just the changing nature of volunteering, I mean, the modern volunteer is is different and, and we need to be able to respond appropriately to be attractive. So I'm going to talk about the changing nature of volunteering. I want to talk a little bit about how some Rotary clubs are responding because there are some very good examples of best practice out there. Um, Potentially we need more of these examples, but I do want to touch on some of the things that I'm seeing clubs do to be attractive to the modern volunteer. I guess I want to touch, want to finish though, just by recognising that amidst, amidst all the change that's happening in clubs, there are some fundamentals of Rotary that really will... Um, keep us strong. It's not all about change. There, there is some very good foundation here as well. when I, When I finish this webinar, what I'm really hoping is that listeners will have a sense of um, sort of some of the, some of the changes that are occurring and feel more equipped to go back to the clubs and have a conversation about how they can make their clubs um, more relevant. So let me get started and let me start with um, looking at those those changing trends. And to do this, I'm going to draw on perhaps two main reports. One is the United Nations State of the World's Volunteering Report and also the recent report by um, Volunteering Australia that looks at the changing volunteer landscape. And I'm going to talk about five key trends and I've, I've listed them there on that. Slide, digital volunteering, skills-based volunteering, workplace-based volunteering, cause-based and episodic volunteering. And and some of you will be very familiar with each of these and I'm going to go through them one by one. As I go through them, I'd really encourage you to think about what these changes mean in the context of your club uh, and things that you are doing in your club to respond To these changes and maybe at the end of the webinar when you ask questions you might even want to share some of the things that you are doing um, at at that time. So let me get started and look at that first trend which is around digital volunteering. I think all of us are very aware of the rise of, of internet and social media and we can see how they are sort of impacting on our lives in lots of different ways and they're impacting on volunteering as well and i guess we see this impacting in three main areas firstly We know that individuals and even organisations are using the internet and using social media to locate volunteering. So if you have a particular passion or a a cause that is dear to your heart, you can use the internet to connect with um, other like-minded people, and more importantly, the causes that you seek to support. Secondly, we actually see the internet being used as a platform for volunteering and you can see on this slide that I have included a, a snapshot of, of, a, of, a, of a platform that individuals can use to actually volunteer from home this is called micro volunteering so individuals can log into this website they can identify um, causes or passions that are dear to their heart and they can physically volunteer over the internet. I mean, literally from, um, from their home in their pyjamas. And I've got to say, Saturday morning at 10am, that might have some appeal to some of you. I guess the third way that volunteers use the internet is to give and to support causes. Some of you may have used GoFundMe websites. I know I certainly did to support somebody involved in Movember. Um, So individuals are using the the internet to to give funds, to give time, to give resources and to support causes. So the internet is actually fundamentally changing the way that um, people volunteer. So if that's digital volunteering, let me move to skills-based volunteering because that's a second key trend that's having an impact on us all. And I guess skills-based volunteering is the way that individuals and groups of individuals can use their special skills to support others. You you see this occurring in a whole range of areas. Frequently, it'll involve um, teachers, engineers, medicos, um, community development consultants. I've identified engineers without borders here on this slide. You would be familiar with Médecins Sans Frontières. I spoke with a young person during November who was with um, economists without borders. So so these are just ways that often professionals can use their particular skills to support passion, to support causes that they are passionate about. And so the rise of skills based volunteering is the second trend that is definitely changing the landscape for volunteering. The third trend is workplace volunteering. Some of you may work for organisations like like mine, a university, Federation University, which actually encourages its employees to get involved in volunteering. I mean, broadly speaking, we call this corporate social responsibility and organisations will engage in corporate social responsibility for a range of reasons, Um, to develop skills of its staff, um, frequently to build teams, but but equally to enhance the reputation um, of the firm. I mean, in Australia, for instance, there is an annual report which just identifies the state of corporate social responsibility in Australia and there is a similar one for New Zealand and I've just included there um, the top 10 CSR organisations in Australia. Um, Now that's not that's not bad for reputation for those for those 10 people but we're certainly seeing the rise of workplace-based volunteering. The fourth trend I guess is one that's challenging for us quite particularly and that is the rise of cause-based volunteering so increasingly and particularly young people are volunteering based on causes and passions that they prefer so they are people that volunteer in very specific ways And in very focused ways, focused on causes, um, passions, organisations that they seek to support. And I've I've included here one campaign, the Live Below the the Line campaign, which is part of the Oak Tree Foundation, a foundation for young Australians devoted to eradicating poverty. We are certainly seeing the rise of cause-based volunteering. I think the challenge for Rotary is that cause-based volunteers are much more likely to focus on the cause and much less likely to invest in the organisation. And when I think of Rotary, you know, an organisation that relies on having a president and a treasurer and secretary and committee members, I see that that may be a challenge for us all going forwards. So cause-based volunteering is the fourth um, trend. The fifth and final trend that equally I think is is challenging for us is the rise of episodic volunteering. Now, this this represents the volunteering, that is people just dipping in and out of service as their uh, lifestyle and interests dictate. And I think we can all recognise that. When we've got time, we'll do it and we'll do it you know, where we feel really inclined to serve. And I think the challenge for us is that this model of service, this dipping in and out of service, isn't particularly well aligned with our sort of week-by-week week regular um, model of volunteering So those are the five key trends that are are occurring in the volunteering landscape. They're not just about demographics. It's not just about young people. It's also about um, modern busy lifestyles um, that affect us all. I think in terms of these additional, of these five key trends, I think it's worth picking up on a couple of other themes that that come out of the research on, on modern volunteering, because... I think they're also very relevant. I've identified some of the key findings there and these are very common themes. Um, One one is the mismatch that occurs between people's interests and volunteering roles and you will hear modern volunteers talking about the fact that they can't find roles that enable them um, to pursue their interests and their passions. Another common piece of feedback or another common theme in the research is around the lack of timely response to volunteers inquiries. So a volunteer decides he or she wants to commit, makes an inquiry frequently through the web and there is not a timely response. Now I suspect this would apply to us as well when I look at response times Um, in relation to Rotary's membership leads, and we can talk a little bit about that further on. The research also identifies some other deterrents, and I've listed the three main ones there. One is around lack of flexibility, Um, the cost of volunteering is another significant theme, and equally burdensome administrative requirements. Um, and, And some of these may resonate with you. It's interesting that that all of the research tends to come up with the same conclusion. And it really is that individuals want more flexible opportunities for volunteering and more meaningful volunteering roles. I guess all of that really raises an obvious question, and that is, how are our clubs, and and Rotary more generally, how are they responding to these changes? So, So, let me talk now briefly about some of the ways that I see clubs responding to the changing volunteering landscape. I'm going to start with just some simple changes that I've seen, and then I'm going to move on to sort of more complex changes that I see clubs making. I won't have seen all the changes by any means. You you may be aware of others, and and you may like to contribute those at the end of the, the webinar. By and large, the changes that I see do give me confidence about the future of Rotary, and I think they certainly provide wonderful examples for us all. So let me start by identifying some of those more simple changes that I see. And I guess I've I've categorised these changes as changes designed to increase flexibility. So, you know, I'm seeing any number of clubs that are reviewing their rituals and traditions and, and trying to ensure that their clubs are sort of modern, And responsive and attractive to to modern um, volunteers you know similarly I've seen clubs changing meeting times to be more responsive to busy um, working people you know and I have been impressed with the clubs that have have had the courage to to alternate meeting times breakfast one week lunch the next for example Um, to to meet on weekends for instance which are more um, more suitable for 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 busy people. You know, similarly, I've seen clubs change meeting formats. For instance, meet first and eat eat afterwards, and and eating is optional. And I guess to make, designed to make Rotary more affordable um, for volunteers. You know, similarly, I've I've been impressed to see clubs changing their committee structures and and operations. Again, to increase flexibility, but also to increase effectiveness to make the club um, to make the club more more responsive and and, and more impactful for volunteers you know who, who are busy um, and have, have many priorities in relation to their time and I guess most importantly I'm really heartened by the clubs that are seriously trying to focus on engagement rather than attendance Um, to recognise that this sort of weekly in and out, weekly in and out model of attendance is just not particularly aligned to the needs of the modern volunteer. So these simple changes that I'm seeing do fill me with with confidence that we can become more more flexible. In addition to those sort of more simple um, measures that I see clubs taking... I am quite heartened to see the increased range of ways that people can engage with with Rotary. And I think all of these changes really provide for greater flexibility, Um, less formality, and they also open up Rotary to people that would never join us in a conventional form. I mean, there are a number of clubs, for instance, like the Rotary Club of Melbourne, who have um, embarked on corporate membership, you know, and have done that purely and simply to take advantage of this modern trend towards corporate social corporate social responsibility. You know, corporate membership makes Rotary available to people that would never join us, Um, in a traditional format Um, similarly the clubs engaging in associate membership I guess providing opportunities for people to try um, before they buy for instance or you know the, the Rotary Club um, Sydney uh, Darling Harlot, for instance, that established a Rotary Community Core of um, Nepalese citizens who who join with the Rotary Club to raise funds for their um, Nepalese family and friends back at back at home in Nepal. Again, just another way of making Rotary more accessible. And there are, of course, any number of Rotary clubs that have friends of, of Rotary. Um, groups who, who just lend a hand when, when needs emerge, again, enabling people to, to work alongside us. And I guess finally, um, I've been very pleased to see clubs engaging in more outwards-facing service projects, you know, service projects that enable non-rotary volunteers to, to work beside us, shoulder by shoulder, and, and, and see what we do you know, see the most exciting part of what we do. I know the clubs here in Ballarat, the seven clubs here join together once a year to run the swap meet. I don't know whether you've ever been to a swap meet, it's lots of junk, um, in my opinion, but it's incredibly important treasure to others. You know, our swap meet brings 30,000 people to Ballarat, raises more than $100,000 that we can use in the community and brings together 700 volunteers. And that's the exciting part of the project for me, because only 300 of those volunteers are Rotarians. The rest are volunteers from other groups in the community, just other community citizens. And they get to see us as Rotarians, um, engaging in a great community development project. And again, those things fill me with confidence. Finally, it's terrific to see new types of clubs emerging you know I, I can't help thinking that the e-clubs that that have 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 arisen in recent years you know seem particularly well suited to our to our busy lives there are a number of clubs now that we would call hybrid clubs they, they meet face-to-face some weeks but they use the internet and meet online in in other weeks as well Similarly we have satellite clubs, Um, you know, clubs within clubs or small groups of people um, banding together in communities not large enough to have a Rotary Club in its own right. It's particularly um, interesting to see the number of satellite clubs that have been established by more traditional older clubs who have decided that they can't attract young people um, in their own um, right but can attract a group of younger people um, together. I was very excited to see the rise of a cause-related club in New Zealand so we have the e-club of water and sanitation in district 9980 so a very specific cause-based Rotary Club and I think we're going to see more and more of those. Um, maybe we'll see the Rotary Action Groups um, become um, more like clubs in their own right. I think, I think it's, it will be interesting to speculate. And I am delighted to see the, the rising number of youth-focused Rotary Clubs. You know, they look nothing like our conventional Rotary Clubs. They are typically much more flexible, much less informal or much less formal. Um, and... You know, I think they give us insights into what Rotary clubs in the future may, may look like. So, you know, new, new flexibility, um, new ways of engaging with Rotary and new types of Rotary clubs, all I think um, as a response to the changing nature of, of volunteering. Perhaps just let me, let me finish um, recognising one last trend and, and that relates to digital and social media. And again i think we're seeing clubs do some really interesting things in this space i think we need to do a lot more um, but i think we're certainly seeing some some good practice you know we're seeing clubs use websites and social media to enhance their operations um, you know we're seeing clubs using technology to to resource or to, to source resources i mean the rotary club of melbourne park for instance uses meetup a social media platform quite extensively as a way to connect with volunteers you know certainly we're seeing clubs um, like for instance the Rotary Club of St Ives that uses GoFundMe quite extensively um, raising funds for its projects. Certainly Clubs are getting good at, at using social media um, in particular to promote their projects and, and their clubs to the broader community at large. And I think the, the social media platforms provide an excellent way for us now to retain contact with our program alumni um, you know, and we have so many wonderful prospective members in our alumni from RILA, from RIPEN, um, from Rotary Youth Exchange. And social media enables us to stay connected with those people better now than we've ever um, been able to do. And it is really interesting to see, um, for instance, Rotary itself um, using uh, digital platforms so well, both to promote projects, Um, as we do through Rotary Ideas, but also to attract funds and volunteers, you know, and uh, and other resources as well, as you can see there, materials and partners. So there are some, you know, there are some really wonderful examples of things that clubs are doing to respond to the busy modern volunteer. You know, arguably we need to do much, much more, but, but there are some good examples there. But I guess, amidst all of this change, I do want to recognise that there are some fundamental pillars of Rotary that that put us in in good stead for our future. You know, I think our our focus on vocational service, you know, our focus on business ethics as part of that, um, make us a very suitable vehicle for skills-based volunteering, for instance. You know, our core values of service, fellowship, diversity, uh, leadership, integrity, you know, they're they're values that are as needed now as as they ever have been, arguably more needed now. You know, similarly, our emphasis on youth development, you know, the marketer in me says that is absolutely our pipeline for the future. Um, And it is a great, and it is great pipeline to have, you know, and finally our Rotary Foundation, people and organizations will always mobilize where the money is, you know, and our billion dollar foundation um, is a wonderful platform for growth So I guess um, to finish what I'm saying is really that the, the nature of volunteering is changing you know, and for Rotary, as we approach our second century of service, um, we have to be attractive to, the, to the, the busy, modern volunteer. And this isn't just about changing demographics. You know, it is about being responsive to, to modern, busy lifestyles, no matter what the age of, of, of the volunteer. Volunteers absolutely want more flexibility. About how they volunteer, and they want more ve- more meaningful volunteering roles. And I guess it's our responsibility to 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 find those opportunities for Rotary. But as I said, amidst all this change, we have a we have a strong platform um, to keep us well. So I'm hoping that that you are all thinking about your clubs and thinking about how we can be more attractive to. Um, today's modern and, and, and busy volunteer because Rotary is a great organisation um, and and is a great platform for the future. So Kero, that's me. I'm I'm back to you to see if there are any questions um, from the listeners. We certainly do have some questions here, Jesse. Um, in fact I might just start off with one that is very close to home for me. My own club used Seek or Seek volunteers, to be more specific,
0: to uh, to attract um, volunteers to help us uh, with our club projects. And we, uh, as a, as a consequence, have a group of volunteers who aren't really interested in uh, doing stuff like coming to uh, to meetings, but they uh, but they are very keen to help us out. Actually, doing hands-on volunteer work. So. Have you seen um, many other clubs using Seek or Seek
1: volunteers? Well, I, I haven't, and that is, wonderful. that is wonderful to hear about. And I think, you know, I think in time, Rotary will find a way for these people to connect more formally with the organisation through membership. But in the end, volunteering is the winner. Caro, I think that's a fabulous idea, and I think we will see more of that in time. Do you have a question here? Uh, the question relates to,
0: uh, to engaging with uh, alumni of club programs. So um, yep. I'm thinking this is particularly youth development programs. Yep. Do, you, um, do you have any particular suggestions about a methodology to use for that?
1: Okay. I've, I've certainly seen clubs using um, Facebook very effectively, creating Facebook groups. Um, I've seen clubs and districts that will um, uh, communicate on a sort of semi-regular basis, not not really frequently so that they're inundating people, but on a semi-regular basis, communicating news about um, Rotary. Uh, I've seen clubs that have been very good at helping program alumni connect with the big Rotary program alumni on the RI website. Um, which means they're also getting more information and more opportunities to um, participate. I think that's a very good thing to do.'ve I've heard, I've, I've heard of districts that have held sort of annual events for rotary alumni with with more or less success. But I think certainly as, as just individual clubs, staying connected, um, sharing information about the clubs and projects from time to time, you know, inviting them to partic- particular events from time to time. I, I think even just those simple things, Caro, can make a
0: difference. Thank you, Jesse. I have another question here uh, from Ian, when you talk about alumni, do you also keep up relations? relationships with the parents of youth who have taken part in our activities and competitions.
1: I have had any number of Rotarians tell me that their most recent members were parents of youth exchange students. Look I think I think I think the reason alumni will join us because, is because they feel beholden to the organisation and would like to give back. And I think parents of alumni, particularly Youth Exchange, absolutely feel the same way. So, yes, I, I commend that
0: completely. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, there is some clubs have organisations or informal groups known as Friends of Rotary do you see value in building those groups as support volunteer
1: sort of networks? I, I do, Caro. I know that there are some people who are concerned that if clubs have large friends of Rotary groups, people won't become Rotarians, but I don't think we're actually seeing that happen in practice. I think on a very pragmatic level, in, in some of our clubs where members are ageing, it is important to have friends of Rotary who can help with um, hands-on projects when they're required. I think friends of Rotary groups do sometimes also provide a, a respectful way of exiting for older Rotarians who feel they can't contribute regularly anymore but would still like to stay connected, and I also just firmly believe that in the end, volunteering and communities are the winners. You know, so I'm not I'm not concerned about friends of Rotary groups. I think we need people who will help us get work done. I think it provides an opportunity for people to um, try us out to see what we do. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm, and I think in time we'll find a way to make those people members. I mean, we may not have that model yet, but I think it will come in time. So I, w- I wouldn't hesitate, um, is, my, is my personal view.
0: Thanks, Jessie. Looking at young people who are passionate about particular causes, I, and this is, this is a question from me. I have a view of Rotary as a movement or a set of causes. If you look at the at the things we do, um, you could articulate any number of governments uh, within within Rotary that are causes in their own right. Do you think there's value in promoting the idea that Rotary is is open to uh, supporting to supporting new causes as a means of of attracting um, uh, attracting new members, and new volunteers?
1: Yes, absolutely, and I think that is a bit of a challenge for us. I think I think there are a lot of clubs that engage in busy work that isn't necessarily impactful work. And I think we all have to think about that a bit. Rotary provides the most wonderful smorgasbord of causes. I mean, you've only got to think about our six areas of focus. We absolutely have those opportunities. I think we need to promote them more more actively. And I think we really need to think about, the way that we volunteer and, and, and trying to find larger, more impactful projects that, that make a difference. I suspect if we want to attract younger people, we have also got to be willing to embrace the causes that matter to them, you know, like youth suicide, you know, like mental health, like marriage equality, you know, sort of areas of of focus that, that may not naturally be the things that we go to in our 50s and 60s and 70s, but if we want younger members, we are going to have to support the causes that matter to them. So, if I could
0: paraphrase that a little bit, with what Rotary needs to develop perhaps more of a passion for uh, for what's contemporary.
1: Well, I think so, and and we certainly, I mean, we do see pockets of that, Caro. I mean, I can't. I'm always impressed by the Rotary Club of Maryborough here in Central Victoria, that that decided five years ago that if Rotary International could. Um, eradicate poverty then the Rotary Club of Maryborough would eradicate family violence in its community. Now that club has galvanized around its say no to family violence campaign. You know it's brought Rotary and that club international and national recognition. I mean the president last year was invited to speak um, to to, to a royal commission into family violence. I mean we see we see clubs doing it and you know that club has just completely um, turned itself around. You know, it's had membership growth. It's got more women. There are wonderful examples of it. Um, we just all need to to think about how we can how we can have more
0: impact and be relevant to our communities. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. A huge thank you uh, to you, Past with Governor Jesse, for. An absolutely excellent
1: presentation. Yeah, my, my pleasure, Caro. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to thank the I want to thank all the Rotarians that have joined us at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning to <laughs> and given up family time. So I'm I'm delighted to be involved, and I'm thankful for all the work that you are all doing to keep Rotary strong. Farewell, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Goodbye.